0: this is living proof radio may 2024 all of our full episodes are available on our patreon with weekly drops a patreon only radio show and living proof magazine delivered to your house every issue as well as our entire members only library backlog patreon.com slash living proof new york yo what's up everybody so we're gonna be on a tour this whole month Just uh, driving down the East Coast, doing episodes with different guests along the way. Uh, This is the first of that tour. Enjoy. Peace. All right, boom, we're live. Uh, We're at Nears crib in North Carolina. And we just drove here just had a rowdy day. Yeah, we had a pretty rowdy day, bro. <laughs> so we were just out shooting. Right. And um, you I was thinking about like the whole day while we were while we were shooting at that at that like range in the woods, how having a gun is like seriously, especially if you know how to use it like the way that you do. It's like a serious superpower because like, for example, like you could be you could be like a female and you could like learn jujitsu or boxing. But if it's like the dude, like, severely is bigger than you, it's going to be hard for you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even as a man, if, like, if the guy is way bigger than you, like, it's hard for you to defend yourself, like, one-on-one. Never mind if they're more, and, like, we're living in this crazy world, and I think that, like, the ability to, like, know how to use this crazy tool that is, like, guns to be able to defend yourself, like, you're essentially, like, as withable as you can get without, like, being part of, like, some, you know, like...
1: I think it's that way if you want to use it that way, but I mean, obviously we train different things, but Mm -hmm. it's not like I'm out there shooting people and you know that Yeah, yeah. we just, it's sport shooting and that's, um, I just wanted to give you guys a taste of like what show is about. So it's a good tool if you know how to use it, but you, like we said, man, like it's a very total tool. There's no turning back if you pull a gun on somebody and if there, if you think there is, you're a fucking idiot. So
0: yeah. How, How did you get into it?
1: Uh, my friend Bobby um, shoots competition. Uh, I got, like I told you guys, like when uh, the pandemic popped off, we didn't have anything. So I was like, yo, let me find a way to protect my family. And um, I was like, we all have this. Let me try to know how to use it because Bobby shot competition. He seemed pretty sick at it. And once I found a way to get in, like through my boy Trey, that's who's land we shot at. um Shot my first match, and it was pretty cool. It was very humbling in a lot of ways. And after that, just, like, find out how to get into that culture, I guess, is lack of a better term, culture, and uh, just fucking went for it, man.
0: Yeah, what do you mean by it was humbling?
1: I mean, you saw what it was like. You start shooting multiple shots, right? Yeah. It starts going everywhere. You might not even hit the target. Yeah. And then when you're moving like you were, not try doing that faster.
2: No, it's – I feel like <laughs> people have a misconception of guns like they – movies for example like mm-hmm. that's what i thought personally before i went to you just like run in like arrange. this yeah or yeah. like you just wherever you point like 100 percent, like it'll be good you know like after watching <laughs> I like learned, yeah. after watching uh harley davidson and Marvel man he's like just squeeze don't pull or whatever and uh dude it's 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 difficult like it takes yeah. a lot of training to hit the target like if they're not right in front of you it takes a lot of training Well, like too. when you were
1: shooting that steel i mean it was 20 yards yeah. which is a considerable distance for most people even with a handgun with a dot on it and you saw the difference in just yanking the trigger and when i was like you'll prep the trigger yeah. you're able to bring it in and do better so it worked out
2: yeah the ar uh, took my heart bro <laughs> that shit is uh oh.
1: that shit was fun man i'm glad you guys had fun Sick. i what am
0: what do you think about like uh I don't know like there's a lot of talk that people talk about like gun control on like banning guns completely there's like the ban on assault weapons and like while we were shooting you were talking about how like a lot you go if you go to like a concealed carry uh class or certification thing you see a lot of people who like you think that shouldn't carry well
1: cuz people are fucking stupid for the most yeah. part but no like gun control
0: um do you think it's effective?
1: No. It never will be. And I mean, like with mass shootings and shit, those guys allegedly get those guns legally. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. Like I told you, you can go to Long Island and buy a rifle before you can buy a pistol. And.
0: Um, but you can go to Long Island and buy a rifle before you can buy a pistol.
1: For whatever reason. Right. Like you don't need a purchase permit to get. I guess an the a idea,
0: what would, what would their idea be? Because you can like stuff a pistol in your pocket as opposed to like a rifle. Like.
1: Oh, you can put a rifle in a guitar case and you're straight. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But. Yeah. Um, a trench coat. Word, right? But, no, I mean, gun control is just – it's not effective in so many ways. And a lot of, like, right-wing cats, like the dudes I shoot with fully believe, like, that shit's going to happen. I don't think it will. And they might offer buybacks and people need money. But beyond that, there's nothing that's ever going to happen, I think. Um, But in the concealed carry course, like I told you, like, a lot of people don't know how to fight. Mm -hmm. And they pull a gun out of fear pull that trigger you can't come back from it man
0: do you think it's necessary to know how to fight if you if you're really skilled with a with a handgun
1: yeah because what if i take the gun from you and beat you over the head with it yeah
0: (laughs) you know what i mean but yeah yeah, totally do you think both are just like equally necessary i know a lot of like of just having
1: proper training for whatever you want to do or expect out of life i think is totally necessary
0: yeah i was reading this one book and it was talking about how like The guy said, like, even if you don't believe uh, in certain things, you should still know about them because since other people believe in it, then it's going to affect you. So he's talking about, like, racism. Like, he doesn't believe in, let's say he doesn't believe in, like, the racist ideology, but he should understand it and, like, understand their ideology. So Because since so many people do, it's going to end up affecting his life in one way or another. Or, like, he talks about religion and how, like he doesn't he's not a religious guy but he should somewhat understand what their beliefs are because so many people are religious and there's wars and shit held over this and like you know shooting the gun today and shit it's like yeah i should probably have like somewhat of an understanding how to work this thing because like you know however like unlikely or likely you think the situation is like if someone were to toss me that shit like i don't even know how to reload that shit bro like
1: yeah we didn't do that today did we like Son, you didn't know about slide he, lock, he, he and you're like, "Why like, is there one in the chamber yeah, already?" Like anything at all, like getting <laughs> a bullet backwards.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah I it's, mean, like it's a, all good. It's like I don't know. Yeah, you loaded I,
1: the bullets backwards too. That was cool,
0: dude. It's like, <laughs> it's like if this was like filled with liquid, and and I was thirsty, and someone gave me this, and I don't know how to open this can. Yeah, it's pretty pathetic. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and I mean it. It might be worth it to research other, you know, things in this world, but. I mean, a little bit of training you guys took today—you guys took to it very well, in my opinion. So, we had fun.
0: No, yeah, it was—it was really cool and like eye-opening. What do you think, in terms of like uh, what you were saying? Like, what is like the use of guns done for you in your life? You, like, you were saying like how it's like that's part of your release when you go. Yes, yeah, my. There it's and a disconnect alone.
1: from my day to day. I mean, going to matches because I'll shoot just about every weekend. Um, you know, you meet some cool people, and. You make friends with some people, and um, it's fun. You go out there, like, maybe you want to prove something to yourself. Maybe you don't care. Maybe you just want to have fun, but it's just a good, fun time. I mean, spend an afternoon shooting mm-hmm. paper and steel and having fun. So it's a release just like um, going to the gym mm-hmm. or painting or anything like that. So. Yeah,
0: and it's like it's really important to treat that shit with respect to like understanding. Like you said, that once you pull that shit out, like when well,
1: either of you shot yourselves or each other or me, so that was cool. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> dude. Every time I move around, I'm trying to like put that shit. So on yeah, the yeah. Like and, that's.
1: I guess I didn't explain that, and it would have helped. But with when you shoot a match with like USPSA or um, IPSC, it's uh they call it the 180. Mm-hmm. So if we're facing downrange, anything behind, like you have a, this line. Anything behind that, you 180. Like you break that, it's a disqualification, because you could shoot people behind you. In theory, it's it's a safety, um, what's the motherfucking word? Safety violation. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we could have gone other, but y'all kept this shit down range. We so
0: anything that like say that this is my sh- anything past this is clipped. yeah.
1: So like, you do. Um, they call it your weak side, your support side, when you're your weaker hand. Mm-hmm. If I reload this way, and I can't my gun. Like, that's right there on the line. But if I'm going this way, I can turn my gun this way, and it's downrange the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, little things like that. But you guys didn't – like I said, you didn't shoot me or each other, so we did okay on that tip.
0: So for, like, when you're shooting and you're, like, trying to get better and improve on it as a craft, what are, like, the – for example, like, I guess in boxing you could be, like, as I learn how to slip punches more like, learning to focus on the body or learning how to cut off the ring. What are, like, the factors of getting better at shooting besides just, like, hitting on the target on the mark? So,
1: like I was telling you, they call it dry fire, which is, like, you could equate it to shadow boxing. Okay. Um, <clears throat> obviously, you can't always practice live fire wherever you are, so you can work on your grip, your draw, like you saw me drawing from the holster, how I draw, how my hands are placed, um, how I prep and pull the trigger so I can watch. Like, you know when you pull the dot, or you pull the trigger and you see the dot yep. jerk, but then when yep. you prep the trigger, it kind of stays a little more stable. You work on that, you do reps on that, do reps on, you know, static and... um Active reloads, like, where you're moving, like, you see the scaled targets I have, like, I can move around if I want to, mm-hmm. um, but then, for the most part, like, lately, I've just been shooting so many matches, like, whatever I've wanted to work on, I bring in that, but I attribute my boxing footwork and that to how I shoot. Like, did you catch yourself using your footwork at all when we were, you were moving I around? Ask,
0: I'll, like, usually just stand in, like, the... Not really the natural, like the regular stance, but like somewhat revolved around like, that. Like, you know, when you, you know? pivot and shit on your box,
1: I catch myself when we have certain angles, like today was just straightforward. us shooting down range, mm-hmm. two obstacles maybe, but like I just use all that and that's what helps me improve. I think I might have that advantage over some people, but I'm still fairly new. Like I've only shot like 20 matches in six months. Mm-hmm. Some people might say that's a lot. I disagree. Um,
0: what are the qualifications to like enter these matches? Show up. That's it?
1: Show up, so there's certain divisions. I shoot carry optics. Um, your gun has to, like tomorrow's Area 6, which is a major match, like I was telling you guys. Now my gun's going to get weighed. It has to make a certain weight, like there's a maximum. And then there's power factor, which is a lot of guys reload or they load their own stuff. Like everything we were shooting came out of a box. You saw it's factory ammo. Yeah. Has to meet a certain power factor because you're scoring minor or major depending on your caliber. Nine millimeter is minor, which is what we were shooting. Um, but, yeah, you show up. A lot of guys show up with, like, some weird, like, tactical gear. Like, they, they don't know. And that's cool. I didn't know my first one either. Mm-hmm. And um, this dude. <laughs> and you just show up, and you just try not to. Um, it's like what Bobby told me. He's like, yo, your first match, you're not going to press anybody, so don't fucking try, which was awfully true.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then watch your 180. And as long as you don't shoot yourself or somebody else, you win. And I'm performance-based at this point. I, There's guys that shoot me out of the fucking water, right? Professionals, in my opinion. Um, I'm more based on my performance right now. Like, what did I do with this match that I improved on? What can I work to improve on? And um, that's all I focus on And in getting into a match. Like, we could just sign up. You could take one of my guns with one of my belts up there, and you can experience it that way. It's not very difficult to get into
0: this might be a weird question but like do you consider uh shooting as like a sound of like an art form like I'm, I'm comparing it to boxing and like how people from the outside world might see it as like this brute thing whereas like people inside of it might see it like seriously as a science as an art
1: definitely I mean it's sport shooting for sure um,
0: you, like do you as as you as someone who's more in the scene and understanding of it you, do you see like a beauty in it
1: yeah I mean you see um if you guys were here tomorrow I'd take you to the match and you could see some of these guys that You know, what we were doing today at a slower pace, they can do 10 times as fast with 10 times better results. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely, you could say it's an art, but it, um, it's worth it in my opinion. If you want to excel at it, I mean, take it seriously, right?
0: Well, that's the thing. Like a lot of the times I talk about like martial arts or, or boxing, and shit like that and I talk about how like some of these hobbies like there's a lot of hobbies in this world that you could you could be a chess player you could be like a jiu-jitsu guy you could be a boxer you could be a wrestler you could be someone who likes shooting but a lot of these are like only important in their little in their little field like so if you're sure. a chess player and you leave the chess room no one really gives a shit that you can play chess and it's like your ability to play chess is not really going to affect me but if you're a boxer and I'm a chess player like your ability to box is going to affect me if, if like We get into an argument or any kind of like altercation, even if we're not going to fight and we're just like doing this little like imposing the dominance of like what like what is the hierarchy of like Mm -hmm. our our like relationship, like it's going to have an effect. And I think that shooting is one of those things that um, it's obviously valid outside of like the sport of shooting, because if shit goes down, like we have like these weird like means you have these weird little talks of like, you know, we don't know how to grow our own food. So if they just like if the grocery store closes and like the Dwayne Reeds and the delis close and like I'm not saying it's likely, I'm just saying we're just like talking shit. Right. Then what likely. the fuck do we then what the fuck do we know how to do? We don't know how to do anything. And a really valuable skill in that situation would be, you know, knowing how to use like the most effective tool there is. Right. Which is a gun. You know what it, I mean? Like it
1: works to a degree. I mean like I was saying, I mean, I don't think me knowing how to Operate a firearm in the capacity I do, which, like, to the normal person, might seem exceptional, but to my peers, it's it ain't much. Mm-hmm. It's like I would say if you want to equate it to jujitsu, was a fair way to equate or like compare my skill. Like, I'd say I'm a white belt still. Really? So many, yeah. And um, I also don't think I'm the I don't think I'm the baddest motherfucker on this earth, regardless of what I can and can't do.
0: So I don't know. No, it's no. it's it's like a whole world, man. It's it a whole is, world. It's, I mean, it's its like
1: own subculture, like anything else that we're into. So
2: I compare it to like it's in the category of self-defense in general. Like I think anybody that wants to like protect their family or you know take a stand, especially the course this world is going, and you know it's like unsure, uncertain. Like uh, you know, like crime is going up and shit like that. Like poverty. I think um, people should just keep learning martial arts and like what you said. If someone has a gun, I think it should be mandatory for them to do what you do, like go to the range and constantly have like a personal relationship with that tool because it's a huge responsibility to own something like that. And I think to stay on point will it just like. It's well, I mean, like you learned today, sword, like
1: yeah. you learned how to make a gun. You know how to make a gun go bang, right? Mm. And then you learn how to make. You learn how to control it and do it a little bit more. Like you were doing transitions, you were moving. And you were like, okay, this is how I can control it. I mean, just knowing how to use what's in front of you is in, is important. I feel in life. So I mean, you went, like I said, you could, you know, how to take a gun and make it go bang. But now you know a little bit more than you did. So it is important for sure. Um,
0: but in terms of like the concealed carry shit, and I know you have the permit to conceal carry, but you typically don't on a daily basis. So what is the like? What is the ideology behind that? like for example most people you would think you worked hard to get this concealed carry permit so now I'm going to concealed carry all the time All the time. that's, that's, that's what my thought would be you know what I mean but then you have it and you don't
1: I, well mainly I got it so I could buy more guns because I need a pistol purchase permit and I could just get one whenever the fuck I want but the second thing is like in North Carolina and probably in, in most states I'm not too familiar you can open carry like I can walk around with it on my hip but you know if we talk like I wouldn't want to play myself out that way and I don't I don't conceal carry because I just I mean I'm at the gym I'm at other shit like I like to think I'd avoid most shitty situations like we were talking about like, yo if it gets crazy like I'll just go the other way mm-hmm. if you sound like a bitch I don't give a fuck but like why would I if I can avoid the situation avoid it
2: mm-hmm. especially
1: if you have a gun if the other dude has a gun like yeah nah I've had a gun in my face that shit sucked and I wanted to go the other way and like if I'd had a gun in that moment would it have mattered I don't know but I had one in my face, and that shit sucked.
0: But if he knew you had a gun in that moment, then it also would have changed the course of shit.
1: Maybe. Maybe not. If he
0: knows it's on your hip. You saw that thing I posted. What's he going to do? Just you, saw that thing, that,
1: you saw that thing I posted the other day where that dude was talking about you move your head, and by the time you move your head, the guy is, pulls the trigger. Like, that's Yo. how you like, That's science of getting fucking shot.
0: It's like those uh, McDojo <laughs> shits, dude. I've seen someone yeah. do some things to like unarm a gunman. You know what you do? You give the gunman what he wants. That's what you do. I mean, I gave
1: that dude 12 bucks that time he put one in my face. Like, that's all I had. And he was like, nah. And I was like, that's all I got, bro.
0: The thing is with the open carry, like, if it's on your hip, let's say that I rob you for your $12. Well, now, I'm not just going to walk away because, like, you, I know you, like, how am I going to, like, exit yeah. this situation? I need to exit with extreme caution and, like, any sudden movements and I'm shooting you because I know that you have some shit on your hip. Whereas, yeah. as opposed to if you, if I don't know you, if I don't know you have anything, well then I'm like oh it's just like a defenseless civilian I leave now you, you know The only thing
2: that would make sense is like if he doesn't want to kill you take your gun from
0: you you know Oh what I mean? that's right like give me that shit but give me that shit that means like you get No it's a re- it's a weird situation yeah, like, it's like, like to- yo like no, it's a give it to me situation. but don't move
2: but give it to me but like, slow down but give it <laughs> yeah. to me like oh chill like <laughs>
1: you know. No I mean yeah that's uh, I just try to you don't know what life's going to throw at you but I do my best to avoid those situations so Yeah what do you
0: think about like all the fuck especially re- like very recently it's been like mad mass shootings on like uh. All over the news, like, I saw there was, like, was it, five? In, in a, it was, like, three in one. Three so, in a thing. Like
2: like, They're trying to get rid of guns in the city. That
1: should be happening a lot. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it, it happens a lot, dude. And, like, people
2: just, are
1: going to do what they want to do. Yeah. You know?
0: You were saying that most of these guns are acquired legally? Really?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was in Colorado or some shit? Yeah, like, a lot of dudes just, you can go buy a gun legally. I don't know if that's an attempt to be, like, we shouldn't be able to get it so easily. But, like I told you, you got to pass a background check. Mm-hmm um and that can take some time a couple days you know at the most but
0: so what exactly is like the back like for example for you to get one what did you have to go through
1: um well I don't have it's like when you when I purchase a firearm like a pistol you fill out a form and it's almost like an honor system like are you a fugitive from justice are you addicted to marijuana? Like goofy shit like that? And you just check yesterday? You know, like these dudes don't. They just look at your shit. They look at the paperwork. They let it go. It's pretty simple to, if you or if I just wanted to buy a gun and give it to my boy, they can't have a gun. It's not terribly hard. Like I don't know what they what checks they go through. Like, unless it's for a rifle and they, you can flag as a felon, who knows? But
0: wait, so for a rifle you can flag as a felon. I'm assuming. Other- I mean,
1: they run it through a computer. Like yeah. I've never. I bought. I got something last week and. They just looked at my paperwork, made sure it checked out on my ID, and that was it.
0: Really, dude? That's
1: really. That might scare, I don't know if that's going to scare some people, but I doubt it. Well, will. it's not scaring me. It's more it's so a whole like world. World. It's shocking.
0: Yeah. Because like, you just pretty much made it sound like you check the box you feel like checking, and you know which one not to check if you want it. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what it sounds like.
1: I guess. And like, what is
0: the like? My question is, but like,
1: they, you have to also supply like my concealed carry is my pistol purchase permit, right? You have to get one from the county, and they run a background check on you. So, in theory, when you are going to purchase that firearm, you have passed all, you know, legal and um, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, requirements are necessary. Like, the, in this county, you have to get, like, um, they got to make sure you haven't been committed to the fucking loony bin or no mm-hmm. shit like that. So, in theory, yeah, you're good to go.
0: Yeah, I know the NRA uh, says that uh, like uh, more guns make society more peaceful, similar to like how like uh, having nuclear bombs has kind of like made our like major powers avoid war because we know what the fuck's gonna happen if we go into like another world war. We're just all gonna die. As opposed to like, I'm not gonna argue with you if I see you if I'm in a if I'm in a state where like I know everyone's carrying because like doesn't matter how much anything I know like, and even if I do have a gun. What am I gonna do? Get into a shootout every time? I, like someone pisses me off on the road? Like, I'd be more careful to, you know, talk shit to somebody or anything at all if I know I'm gonna. Like, I'd be more careful to not talk to shit to someone on the road. Let's say here, yeah, than in New York. Because in New York, I'm like, all right, well, these people probably like, especially the average civilian has nothing. But here, I see a dude that has a fucking sticker on his car that says "Redneck Savage," and I'm like. Yo, it's clicked. Like, I'm not going to, like... I don't this. know.
1: I don't know if I'd play myself out by putting, like, that I, I'm, you know, like a six hour sticker on my truck or no shit like that. Like, I wouldn't want you to know what I have. Like, what's in my, you know, arsenal, for lack of a better term, whether it's, you know, your hands, your ability to manipulate somebody's body, or the mm-hmm. fact that you have a gun. Like, you, I don't know. if We, we didn't see none of that today, did we? Like, nobody having crazy stickers on the car. that's like, this guy's definitely got a gun in his truck. The thing is, like... Like we you said, it's like a di- this is
0: like a different world than, like, New York. And well, you got like, down here and you saw how,
1: I mean, even, like, yeah. from where we're at to downtown, I was, like, a culture shock, but, like, I mean, you came down here and it's, like, the fucking woods. Yeah, no, I just <laughs> assumed that everyone, everyone <laughs> ha-
0: I mean, if I lived here, I would have something. Why wouldn't I? Like, no, it only makes sense. You know, I, even if I didn't carry or have any crazy permits, I'd just have it in my fucking yeah. shoe box under my bed. And, like, you know, like some dumb shit, you know, mm. I would just have it. Because if it's, if all I have to do is check some boxes, then, like. This is, like, I'd rather... Well, it's not just, like, you
1: can't just walk in the store and be like, yo, I want this gun. Like, oh, okay, here you go. (laughs) But it's, like, give me your license. You have a pistol purchase permit or a concealed carry. They take that, make a copy. Yeah. And then they they hand you the form. You fill it out. And, I mean, yeah, shit can change in your legal situation at any point in time. Like, I could be pending for a felony, and I'm just going to perjure myself on this form.
0: Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah.
1: But at some point in time, I was playing straight enough to get what I needed to Mm -hmm. get to that point.
2: Just being from the city, like... I feel like it's such a distant thing thinking you can just go get a gun or get a certificate or a license. I feel like they don't want that at all in this city. I
1: know y'all were chilling. Y'all were stoked. We were just fucking shooting into the book. what? Woods I told today. you, like, I wish you <laughs> fucking lived closer, dude. I'll
2: make <laughs> this a weekend thing. Fucking like, just take the AR on the range. Fucking yeah, pops, no, we just pop w- some steel. <laughs> no,
1: nah. I, I feel what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, that's just um, New York is also just a super tough place on everything. So.
0: Yeah. No. There's yeah. just so many humans living together like cockroaches stacked on top of each other like that has a huge part to do with it there's just so many like i'm surprised that i'm always surprised when i see like businesses and shit and i'm like who is like regulating this there's this one street and there's just businesses on top of businesses on top of businesses i'm like who is regulating these people to get make sure they have all their permits and make sure like this is a clusterfuck of insanity dude
1: i told you about the homie that got that uh The ghost gun, he paid a lot of money for it, but, I mean, it's out there if you want it, so, yeah.
2: Yeah, I heard about that. I think they banned that shit, like, made it illegal in New York recently, like, in the past year, but...
1: I mean, this gun wasn't legal in any means. it should make (laughs) sense, though, like,
2: how can it be illegal if it's just pieces of metal separated? Like, I get it, like, when you put it together, maybe, whatever, but, I don't know, it should be legal, I think. It's like a fucking Lego set, just put that shit together. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you can three D print anything you want. Oh so. yeah, yeah.
1: I mean that's happened too. People three D print guns and kill people with that shit.
2: No, you could fire a few shots. Yeah. Until they like explode in your hands.
0: <laughs> How did you? How did you get into boxing?
2: Um. So.
0: From not knowing absolutely anything to like trying it out for the first time. Um.
1: I wanted it interested me. Like I had no previous interest. I was nineteen, I think. And like I said, like, I found the gym here, but I didn't have the balls to walk in there. Like, didn't know how to start in terms of, like, all right, do I just go, right? So some time went by, and then over that time, I relocated to Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I was there with my friend Justin, and one day he's like, yo, you want to start at the gym on Monday? Because I would expressed interest over time. And I was like, yeah, let's go. And I went to Bulldog Boxing in Jacksonville and just got thrown into the fucking fire, and that was it. I mean, it was... Um, Like I told you, like, they were just kind of like, yo, do whatever Justin does. And Justin has a lot of experience and told you, like, I didn't learn some things that I should have learned in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And, um... Got into it and stayed with it, man.
0: I think it's so hard in the beginning to know if your trainer is valid or not because you don't know anything. So they just do a couple one-two on the pads and you think they're do
1: I didn't do mitts for a long time. Like in Florida, I never hit mitts. It was always – So
0: what would you do your first day when you walked in? Um,
1: ran two miles, which sucked at that time because I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jump rope for three rounds. Did what I thought was shadow boxing, which made no fucking sense at the time because I didn't know anything. Um, I think we worked heavy bag and I remember doing, um, not a pad, but like that big ass circle thing you can hold for hooks and uppercuts. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: And he's like, do a left hook. All right. I wasn't doing a left hook. I was doing like just a jab at an angle. Mm -hmm. And I remember going home that day and like holding my fist or holding my hands in a fist for so long, my my hands were cramped up. And then Mm -hmm. after that, it just grew into kind of learning some technique here and there. And then I just got thrown into the ring and just learned kind of as I went, which wasn't the best way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Moved out of Florida, came back here, and then I was on and off with it for a while. And when I ended up at Dime, which is the gym here. Um, like the first day I felt myself get better because he was like, yo, you do this this way. Show me some, diff- some things that were wrong in my footwork. And from there I just was like boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. So I was tight.
0: How, do you remember how it was your first time that you sparred? Like how the situation was like did you know for example when you were going in that day that, that day you were going to spar or you had no idea
1: no I didn't so <laughs> like I told you um so Justin's like yo we're going to spar and I was like this sucks and he like knocked the headgear off of me I told you like how frustrated I was in so many ways because we'd worked like slip jab to the body and all that shit went out the window when like you're not just doing jab drills you got everything else to account for mm-hmm. and um, it was frustrating and from there like I would just focus on alright this is what you did poorly on this day and I'm going to double end bag start working on head movement better lateral movement change my angles knowing how to get off the line instead of just standing there and getting mm-hmm. hit in the fucking face
0: like the old school stance where they have their heads slightly off the center line and shit. Um,
1: really I was just like I was moving more dramatically than like you know a small slip or, like, a small step to the side. Like, rather than adjusting my angle so small, I was, like, total 90-degree pivot one way or the other. Trying to counter while I was doing that. Like, that's how I boxed for a long time. And then, you know, I just, when you spar every day, you only you're going to get better that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So And that's what it was for a couple months, man. And then, like I told you the first time, like, when you get your ass beat every day and eventually, you just, like, you dish out the first beating on somebody, it's like, oh, okay, maybe I don't suck. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what it was. And, like, all the suffering was, is I'm actually being able... Like, it's an amazing feeling when you learn some sort of technique and move. And you try and you try and it's, like, not working out. Like, something about it's not working out. Mm-hmm. And then you, that one day, it clicks and you can just, like, you can actually implement it and you start figuring out... Right, that. which
1: was like, that's happened with a lot of things. Like, some days you just level up out of nowhere, you know? And I remember that day it was... Like I told you, like that kid, this kid's like, yo, I want to spar you. And I was like, ain't this a bitch. And I would get in the ring and I was like, well, you know, what are we going to do? And that kid's liver was fucking hurting him by the end of the day. Cause mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, okay, I know how to do some things that when you spar against higher level people, like you don't always have an answer for what they've got. Mm-hmm. And then when you're able to turn the tables, it's rewarding. So.
0: Yeah. The crazy thing about boxing too, is like the, a lot of, boxers, like ability to download your, your, your data and adapt. Yeah. Like if they can adapt on the spot, like a, like a Floyd Mayweather or like a, or like a Canelo or like uh, it's not just that they're like better than you. Like they're really quick at adapting. Like they'll notice in that fire, like, Oh, he threw it this way, this way, and then moved this way. And they're just subconsciously like downloading all this data by the third round. You're, you're in trouble because now they know like half of your moves and have mm-hmm. like traps everywhere set for you. It's like, like we were saying earlier, it's like a really dangerous game. And like, especially when you're slipping punches, you're talking about like you like kind of overcommitting on like certain movements and slipping and trying to counter at the same time. Like, like for you to count, like say you, you someone throws a jab at you and you slip it and come over with the right hand. Like you can't slip it like over here. It needs to just barely nick you. Just, it's just enough. It's just enough.
1: What they say is it's just enough for whatever. Your fist isn't big, so you don't need to move. It's not a massive movement. And like, that's true. Also, when I change shit on the bag, like I might over-exaggerate and it becomes bad habits. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you only you don't have to move that much, and it's not hard. It's hard to get used to that, but in the beginning. But eventually, like I said, it all kept, either you want to learn or you don't. too at yeah. the same time, so
0: it's. I think like uh, it's crazy when you spar for the first time, or you're introduced to like any one of these like fighting systems, and you realize like, oh snap like i really don't know anything cuz i think that like as a man as like a male in this society you're you grow up thinking like oh i, I can, i'm like a, i'm not a coward like i know how to defend myself a little bit like you know like oh yeah he you always hear people like like the that's always those those guys like yeah you can box but like this is the street, like it won't work in the street, or like always making like an excuse. I'm talking about one on one fighting. Of course, you pull out a hammer or some shit, like that's a different story, but of course, they'll be like, Oh, like uh, I'm just too. I've heard people say, like, I'm too live for that, or like a girl would never beat me up. And it's like, Nah, dude, if they know what they're doing and you've never boxed before, you're not a part of this world. A girl will destroy you.
1: If you can't control your emotions when you get hit, you need to figure out what's wrong with you. Yeah, I've heard people say,
0: like, <laughs> I've heard people say, like, uh, Oh, that wouldn't happen in, like, real fight because I would just get angry. I'm like, yes, that's when you get knocked. Yeah. When you get angry, like, you can't think straight, and then everything goes right out the window. I think that's something that training really helps. Like, it helps you control your, your yourself. That's it's, like, it's such an amazing thing because a lot of people who are drawn to that are drawn to, like, violence. A lot of the times, like, their first reaction to something when they're younger or growing up might be, like, to use their fists. And, like, as you start boxing or training in any of these disciplines – you learn like how to really control that because it doesn't work. And you realize like you're not the tough guy macho that you thought you were. Like, first time I sparred in boxing, I couldn't believe it because, you know, like, I don't know. I was like looking pretty nice, shadow boxing in my eyes. Okay. So I'm like, oh, I was watching film and I'm like, yo, I'm just going to faint jab left hook. That's it. Like, I see this kid keeps parrying when he spars with people. So, like, I'm going to faint jab left hook and then that's going to be it. Like, and then I'm going to right hand right after that. And like, you know, it's a different story when they're in front of you. Like, you hear, like, the pads don't hit back, or, like, the bag doesn't hit back. Like, yeah. You need to have that person coming back at you to, for you to know what the fuck you're doing. And, like, like we were talking earlier, like, if you have not done this, you don't, you're not going to do good the first time.
1: Dude, I still, like, I, I told you, like, I still get, I step in the ring, and, like, I'm still nervous every time, because, I mean, it's a fucking fight. Yeah. And, um... Like I said, the first time I sparred with Justin, like, I I knew that I had nothing for him, and I was just like, ain't this a bitch? And I didn't expect anything of myself that day other than, like, yo, just stay up, bro. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty frustrating, like I said, and then, but as time's gone on, and I've learned and grown, it um, it's not so, it's not as nerve-wracking anymore. Like, when I sparred, um, that chick I told you about that won nationals, like, i know i didn't have much for her Mm -hmm. i tried as much as i could but then like my coach was like yo i feel like you're pulling back and i was like i mean it's kind of weird to punch a girl in the face still and he's like nah fuck that shit like go for it and i was like damn ain't this a bitch (laughs) so
2: the way i see like sparring and rolling for example like in jujitsu like it's more like a personal like mental battle you like mature and you discover a part of yourself that I think it's hard to, um, discover through just regular everyday, you know, routines. Yo, in yeah, like
1: we said, like, yo, if you want to get, if you want to box, and, like, you're accepting that you're going to get punched in the face yeah. and the body, and, like, you are probably going to get
0: outclassed. Embarrassed. Be ready for
1: that, yeah, man. Be yeah. ready for that shit, and, um, some days are going to suck and some aren't, and that's just be ready for yeah, that or shit. Yeah, like, when, like... And, they, like you're saying, you know, the mental game, like... Knowing like, yo, if you're outclassed or like I shared that video where I got the shit knocked out of me and I, I couldn't breathe and I had to keep moving forward because if we were in a fight, like if it was like, you know, a fight, amateur fight or whatever, or even in the streets, like if a dude knocks the window out of you on the street, that would suck. Mm. But in the ring, like what are you going to do? Stop? Because yeah. if it's a fight, like an actual fight where it counts, like that dude's going to take everything at that point. Yeah. So the mental battle, the mental game is the biggest thing um your skills do matter obviously but if you are weak in the head you're just gonna
2: fold in that part like you just said you, you keep pushing forward even though you feel like you want to fucking stop you know i think you can apply that to other parts of your life yep. you know like what, even when even you're in like a stressful situation at work or like in a relationship or something like you feel cornered in but you know you have to keep pushing and like i feel like when you're in the fucking like guillotine you're trying to rip out of it like yeah it's easy to tap you know it'll be over but why not fight through it? it's like this conditioning um i think you could break into to like yeah. apply it like i said to other parts of your life So you break your neck
0: <laughs> <laughs> whatever i feel you though yeah. i feel you though
1: um not nah, totally and um it's just knowing how to like that that was something like as i've grown older i focus more on the mental and um that can fuck your opponent up man like you take a good shot from them and it doesn't stop you?
0: No. That can, that can, yo, yeah. they can
1: be like, oh, shit.
0: It's like, if, it, like, for example, I was actually just about to ask you because you're talking about getting nervous before you get into the ring, and it's like, do you still get nervous if, if you know you're better than them? And I guess that, like, if you do, it's just gonna be, you're gonna be even more nervous if you know they're like a Mickey Ward, like, like, it Yo, doesn't even really if matter like, if, they're, if you're better than them. Like, they're going to make your life hell.
1: Even if it's somebody who is their first or fifth or whatever time getting in the ring, like, they might have something for me that I'm not, I wasn't anticipating. And I'd be, a, I'm not stupid. Yeah. So, like, it's like I said, it's a fight. Like, I'd be a fool to be like, well, I'm going to do this because I've been in the ring with people that are better than me. And maybe I caught them with something that, like, they weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. And you can always read your opponent's face and they're like, they're confused. They might get mad. So there's no, yeah, you get against to, you know, a, fuck, I'm blanking right now, but a skilled boxer, right?
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know, man. I just hope to survive that three fucking minutes. <laughs> yeah. A lot, <laughs> you know a lot of it's I mean? like
0: imposing your will on the dude, you know, like Definitely. dictating the pace of the match and like showing that. You're not just going to, like, let this person walk all over you, essentially, even if they're drastically better than you. Showing your game, you know? So, yeah,
1: for a long time, the way I boxed was I stayed moving, like, lateral movement. And what I realized was I stayed moving because I didn't think I had an answer for everything that came my way. Mm -hmm. As I was able to stay in the pocket more, I was more confident in what I was able to answer with. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So when you're outclassed and outmatched it takes a lot of balls to just stand there in the pocket of and course. just be ready and like I'm not a, we're, like you and I aren't big mm-hmm. and like a big dude can rock the fuck out of us even if we deflect the punch right and no, block it, it whatever yeah. like you can still get rocked and it sucks but like you're saying you have to be willing to keep going and um come here come here I thought you would to be part of the party man um yeah, you just got to be ready for that shit and that's every time you get in the ring like that's cool. It's going to be a tough 3 minutes like I just be ready. Yeah, every every, every of, round is tough regardless of the skill of your opponent.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a lot of power in being able to just accept defeat sometimes, not in terms of like giving up, but in terms of like uh, like accepting being humbled and accepting the fact that like you're not the baddest man on the planet because it's so easy if, you, if you're if you not the man in the arena to be like I would've done this so like you always watch these fights and everyone's like I would've done that I would've done this it's like but when you're actually training there's no avoiding getting your shit like people sung. on their couch like you're chips. always yeah there's people always going to be that. yeah there's always <laughs> going to be someone who sons you you know when
1: the, so I tell them yo come to the house and like train we can figure something like, I ain't going I'm not going to your house they don't want to train that bad they just want to talk and that's cool yeah but also too you know you you yeah. might get Um, Outclassed one day And Just um, Be ready to train harder So you can Outclass them next time
0: Yeah What do you think about Like crazy 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 Hard sparring
1: I haven't done it I mean it's just um, Everything's got it's place Mm -hmm. And that's cool Just don't get knocked out
0: Yeah You have to Yeah We were seeing We were talking about those videos That we see Yeah On like these channels And like I feel like you know, especially if you've never t- trained boxing specifically, they'll say, like, you'll be like, oh, I like I, I got uh, I got like I sparred in the ring or whatever. And they'll be like, oh, it's just like people who don't know, whatever. Like, oh, it's just sparring. Oh, oh, like you were wearing the headgear, though. Like they're saying like, oh, so it was like some fake shit. Like you didn't really yeah. get like, like, do you not understand that? Like, let me punch you in the face with this headgear. It shit sucks. No, it's the, still. The I would same prefer to spar con- without headgear. It's the same fair. concussive blow. Headgear is meant to stop you from getting cuts, and the gloves are meant to stop your hands from breaking,
1: also if you use those bag gloves when we spar, like you would get fucked up those yeah. things are tough yeah
0: it's yeah, it's not it's the, people think that like uh I've seen people like buy boxing gloves. like now we can fight freely with no damage like f- like like bag you've
1: been like, hit with like, like eight ounce gloves no, it sucks
0: No. <laughs> Wait, so I've always ever sparred with like sixteen like sixteens it still
1: it still hurts, but like yeah, you get a kid in the gym that's um. He may not have the money to get even, like, ringside gloves that are, you know, 60 bucks. So he gets some, like, Walmart Everlast gloves.
0: The ones that have, like, zero... Uh, that shit they sucks. Have like, yeah, no, they're terrible. <laughs> that shit sucks. Why, do they, why does Everlast make those? I don't know. Because those shouldn't even be legal, dude. Like, what, they have no use in anything, and they're, like, dangerous for your hands. You started
1: doing, like, drill. I was doing drills with this kid because he had something like that. And all we were doing was just, like, hook and try to catch it to the body. Yeah. And, like, that shit, I was like, damn, like, there's no, there's no way this hurts this bad with 16-ounce gloves, and he didn't have Mm -hmm. 16-ounce gloves. That shit sucked.
0: No, it's, it's insane, man. Uh, yeah, I've only ever used, like, the, I've only ever used the 16-ounce, and there's, like, the argument that those are worse for you, because it adds an extra pound of, like, like, an extra pound. That's what I've, I've read about that.
1: I don't know, that's weird science. I'm not sure.
0: As opposed to, like, the other ones, like, have less of a concussive blow, but they're more, like, uh, like, impact, like, they would, more likely to cut you, or more likely to like, do all this insanity. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I've never
1: been. Have you been cut sparring?
0: Have ever been cut sparring? Yeah.
1: No. Yeah, I haven't either. So I don't know. I mean, like I've, I've had. I've had my
0: nose bleed. No, yeah, me too. Yeah. Quite a
1: bit.
2: Um, what are your thoughts on like CT and like subconcussive blows and all like concussions and shit? Have you ever feared that going into sparring? No. Never.
1: I've never even thought about like when you are talking about today. I was like, oh, that's never crossed my mind because I I don't. I've never had any fights, so I've never really thought about that kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's just never crossed my mind.
0: Even when you've had headaches the next day?
1: Yeah, I was just like, oh, maybe my head goes too tight. <laughs> like, my dumb ass just thinks, like, oh, shit, like, maybe I didn't maybe I did get hit that hard. But maybe I did.
0: Yeah. I mean, those self blows add up. Uh, I read somewhere that, like, uh, the most, like, the best defensive fighters in a 12-round fight get, like, 20 to 40 times obviously they're not clean like Mayweather's been hit clean like what three times I don't know I mean so 20 to 40 times it's more times than people can get punched in the face their whole life in a 36 minute time frame of course that's insane and sometimes you
1: get punched 20 to 40 times in three minutes yes
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah. exactly
1: <laughs> um, I don't know I mean I've been rocked pretty good at shows mm-hmm. but like never at the gym where I was like oh shit like I need a second yeah so I don't know Maybe I'm not getting hit hard enough. I don't know.
0: So you've never had any, like, gym wars like that? No. Because I've had some gym wars, and I get so... I've been punching, like,
1: this kid punched me in the nose. I remember just feeling, like, my nose, like, crunch. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm about to start... It's about to start bleeding. Yeah. And it did. And I just remember I kept going because, like, I, I can't really stop.
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: And, um... Yeah, I don't know. I just kept going. I didn't get mad. I just felt bad that like my I was hitting him with my bloody gloves. Yeah, <laughs> like, I like sorry, dude.
0: So how did you, how did you get into graf?
1: Um. So my first, as we you know, as we were driving around, like how much graffiti did you see in the city? Not much, right? So there's never been much in terms of an active scene. A lot of stuff that has had any significant impact in terms of history has come from a majority of out of towners. Um, I'd say that's like, you know, 2000s is what I'm referencing for that, or people are transplants. And then I'd say late 2000s is when a lot of locals really started hitting up local, like a lot, meaning like there were a handful of kids that were active. Okay. Um, so that leads to, this was like, Oh, three freshman year, high school, this kid, Blake Kim was drawing graffiti letters in English class. And I was like, that's just tight. Yo, Like, write my name. And he did. I went home, I made an alphabet, and, like, it was just really terrible throw-up letters. And after that, I was doing just, like, really bad graffiti on my school projects. Um, catch tags here and then while we were skating through the city, but never actively started until, like, end of high school. So, like, I guess late to the game. Mm-hmm. And um, I met some people, and we all had different ideas of what we wanted to do for graffiti. Because, like, internet was around 9 let's say, that we were really going for it. And I just caught myself, like, painting a lot by myself. I met my friend, Obso, who really helped bring me to a couple levels up. And that was just kind of, like, my road dog in Charlotte, so.
0: What do you think attracted you to it? Because I know you, like, it could be seen as, know. like, an antisocial behavior and you have that shit.
1: I, I mean, I am, like, it's possible. I'm just, like... A, it's fun to do in the sense of, fuck, I don't know what sense. It's just fun for me to do. Um, and as time's going on, I feel almost required to do it at times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I may not be as active right now, but, like, I don't want to fall off. Yeah. And some people may still think they matter when they don't paint after 10 years, but, you know, whatever.
0: Like, how were you as as a freshman in high school? I was a like, nerdy-ass skater kid, man. You were, like, a, you're a skater kid? Yeah.
1: And we were out, like, you know, just skating, having fun, and, like, since um, there wasn't much graph in the city, there wasn't much to be like, yo, there's that fill-in there, there's mm-hmm. this, there's that. However, as I got into, like, hardcore and stuff, I still didn't see, like, nobody was really painting. Nobody was ever, like, I'm actually going to go dedicate my night to painting, like, whatever. Mm. So all that was stuff I just kind of discovered on my own.
0: So You are just mainly seeing freight graph, right?
1: Um, I mean, that's very popular in this area. Um, a lot of people do paint freights. I mean, you know, walk the yard and all that shit. But I've always just enjoyed painting streets, even if it doesn't last.
0: What's the deal with, like, uh, the law and draft out here? For example, I know in New York, a lot of people get caught and more or less nothing happens. Um,
1: knock on wood. I, uh, My experience has been very easy, like... You know, I've definitely been caught a few times, but they've never, like, kicked in my door. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know who's been caught in recent years that would make any sort of, like, real case against. Like, I've heard when some people got pulled downtown, they happened to punt a picture of my graph in a book, and police were like, yeah, we know your boy, don't worry about it. Which is fair, I mean, I've been fucking caught for it, so mm-hmm. I'm not even surprised.
0: So what happened when you did get caught for it?
1: Uh, as a first offense, they make you take this like group therapy class. Yeah. And um go to it's two times a week for 3 weeks and then you get your case dismissed. So it's like It's like a, a joke. Yes. They want to figure Dude, out I thought that they like, want to figure out why you com- what led you to commit the crime you committed, mm-hmm. which is a low-level misdemeanor because like if you have an assault charge or some shit, you can't do that. So if you're, you know, they want to have you address family trauma or any sort
0: of, would have had you like... They want to pin it to some like underlying psychological For illness.
1: sure. And maybe it works for some people. It's just I was aware of what I was doing yeah. every time I've like done it, you know? So,
0: mm-hmm. hey, what are you doing? Yeah, I think that like they want to pin it to some underlying psychological illness, but at the same time, it's like some people just like... You're young and you're playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, and you think it's cool to write spat on the wall, you know what I mean? Like
1: some people just want to you just want to be a kid sometimes. Yeah, it exactly. Sometimes you just want to be a badass adult. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah. So and then your only arrest for the a uh, graph has been in North Carolina?
1: Um, yeah, I've had interactions elsewhere and it um I didn't go to jail. We were able to like we were detained and we were let go. Um so I've been fortunate in that regard, yeah.
2: From all the places you've painted, like, what place would you say was your favorite in terms of, like, the vibe, like, the spots, like, maybe a night out? Like, where would you say you would go? Painting Miami with Colt and Twice.
1: Miami? Yeah, with Colt 45 and Twice. Like, that was, like, a number, Like graph highlight was we were bombing and I just felt fucking invisible painting. Like, stupid hot fill-ins, no chill, like, perfect, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, they so, are, There are those, like, nostalgic nights where it's just, everything yeah. goes perfect. It's like one in the books. You
1: know? Yeah, and then there was just, with those two, I was like, this is how I want every night to be. You know what I mean? So. How'd you come up with near? It comes from my legal name. Oh,
0: word. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you never wrote anything else?
1: Um, yeah, but it was kind of goofy, and then I, uh, I settled on that, and it has no real meaning, other than, like, it's a play on my name, mm-hmm. and, um. That's about it
0: yeah like your style of graph it's like a. like the first time i saw you up uh was like in new york and i was like seeing those stickers i was like seeing the throw-ups that you were doing downtown and stuff and i just had like no idea where you were from but i just i knew that you weren't from new york because like if someone just arrives in their art they automatically have style then, like, you would have seen them coming up in New York, like, right. sucking, and then getting better progressively, as opposed to just like, oh wow, there's this fill here, and like, it's already good, and it's already like has these crews, so, you know what I mean? Like, well,
1: for one, thank you for saying my graph's <laughs> good, but
0: yeah, like, what do you think was the influence on your styles as as from when you started like doing that alphabet in that book to now?
1: Um, a majority of East Coast graffiti, like, like I said, I think that you could just call. The graffiti I do just East Coast mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, you know New York style. I don't know. I think if you, I would like to think you look at my graffiti it's like that. Kids from the East Coast mm-hmm. at least. So that'd be it.
0: Yeah, like the R with the. You know the oh, like, yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like that stands out yeah, a lot. And the
2: fucking when you do the neorism with the fucking. The exclamation yeah, point, yeah. There's like, like a, a, the arrows, you're, you're, a certain like kick to like a East Coast, like New York style. I would say it's a bit like violent. Yeah. Like a,
0: yeah. your tag is like a it has like very sharp edges. Mm-hmm. You know what I, I mean? I
1: get the most direct influence on my hand style is my friend Soul from Miami. Um, he helped me loosen up a lot with what I was doing, but like I gave you some of the stickers. Like his hand styles are very mm-hmm. just obnoxiously crazy. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I appreciate the props. Thank you. But, I mean, yeah. I Like, Miami graffiti is a strong influence to a degree. Um, I think a lot of dudes on there have really great hand
0: styles. Why Miami? Why did Miami come into play? I feel like that's such a not common place for people to say that they had an influence on their style. Like, we recently had uh, someone on the shows from Miami, and, uh, like, he was talking about that. But other than that, I haven't heard anyone, like, saying. um, Granted, we've interviewed a lot of, like, uh, New York writers, but...
1: I don't, I mean, so in Charlotte, like I said, I was like, yo, what do you, what do you think of anything other than graffiti? Fucking nothing probably. Right. And which is cool. But, um, I've been fortunate to meet people, be influenced by certain people directly and indirectly. A lot of them just happen to come from Florida. Really? That's just how it works. So yeah.
0: Yeah. And honestly, I know very, very little about the Florida graffiti scene. I honestly would assume that there's like not much. Wait till you get to Miami. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, I know, like, they have, like, my boy Twice is
1: everywhere. Really? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm hyped to see it, man. (laughs) Yeah, my boy Twice is everywhere. Yeah, I'm always interested to hear, like, how people have had their little, like, starts in graph. Because it's always, like, kind of, like, I don't know. It's like, it's like they had, it's like similar, but different. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Like, a lot of the old school writers, you hear them say, like, life was hell. I just picked up a can and started getting busy. Or, like, uh, instead of uh, doing this and doing that and, like, all these other, like, elements of crime, I just, like, did this, which is essentially, like, a way softer, milder version of crime. Do you think that had any, like, play in your life or not really? No. Not at all? If
1: it did, it's subconscious, but I doubt it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, for me, it wasn't, it definitely, like, wasn't, I don't think it was at all either. I was just, thought it was something that, like, like you said, like, some kids just want to be kids.
1: Yeah, and and then I just it just kind of stuck with me, and that was it. Mm
2: -hmm. But graph is one of those things where I feel like you stick with it for the longevity of like your entire life. I feel like there had to be like a certain spark, because yeah, like kids want to be kids, you want to like write spat on the wall or whatever, but Mm -hmm. that usually dies out after a little while. You move on to like other shit, you know.
1: Like we were clowning. Some people are just like strictly graffiti writers. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then got into boxing, got into some other things, and like graph kind of fell to the wayside. Also, like. As you grow older, some people fall into careers, and, like, you gotta do some grown-man shit, and, like, mm. you can't always go paint. Like, you gotta get up early for work. Like, I could stay out all night painting, Yeah, but I'd rather go to work with, like, a decent night's rest, at least.
2: It's, it's interesting how, like, a lot of, like, legends or people that have been in the game for a minute, like, they do get careers and families and stuff, but, like, when they reach a low point in their life, again... Or, like, something's, like, bothering them or some shit. You see them come out again. You know yeah. what I mean? They, like, fall back on graph to, like... For some people, it is therapeutic. Escape that, like, uh, systematic... Um, some of my
1: friends have been like, oh, I took a lot of anger out on that feeling. And to me, I'm just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I don't equate my emotions to my graffiti in any way, shape, or form. Because, like, when we were out today, like, I, we, I knew what we were doing. So I was like, oh, I'm mad. Let me just be reckless as fuck. It's not my style, man. It's just mm-hmm. not in who I am emotionally or whatever.
0: What so. about as opposed to like shooting and boxing? Do you think those have more of an, uh, an effect on like your peace of mind?
1: Um, I mean, when I know I shoot terrible at a match, like I just go home and I'm just bummed because I can't just be like, oh, let me, let me shout. Like, you know, you have a bad day at the gym, let me go home and work that drill over at home. Or whatever, like, I can't just go in my backyard. I mean, I can go in my backyard and just pop shots, but the cops are going to fucking come. <laughs> yeah. Um, boxing just clears my mental, like. Completely. That, and that's, like, it's just, that's good therapy for me. Yeah. Because um, you suffer for however long, like. Doing you can't think sports. of
0: anything else.
1: Right. You, I mean, you have, like, what are you going to do? Like, sit there and trip about whatever, or, like, you can go there, like, okay, and you can check out mentally for an hour of the rest of your life that's what i do at least and you come back and like you feel like you accomplished something and some at some point you have like when you go to the gym you're going to have a tough day and you're going to walk out feeling like you did something mm-hmm. and then you know just go back to whatever
2: i feel like all these things um they have like a common thing where in the moment when you're doing them it's like an escape from like your past future all that shit you know like your thoughts your well, like, soul like yo
1: like today we're gonna be like yo we're doing these motherfucking tags right now like fuck yeah you know like we were hyped which is cool Like what's what you're saying Like that's yeah. hype And um
2: Or like when you're shooting an AR Like all you care about Is like that moment You're not thinking about Other shit
1: Those roofers across the street Getting buck wild like, Oh that's what, that's
2: what it is like I like The hashlinging
0: slasher Yeah I didn't know what that <laughs> was <man. laughs>
1: Nah yeah Maybe Maybe Edda's getting buck wild in there Um Yeah nah it's uh Well yeah I mean when you were shooting that thing Like You wanted to be on point You can't sit there and be – you you could be slipping and just, like, blank, but that's super dangerous for however many reasons, so.
0: Yeah, Yeah, honestly, man, I want to say thank you for, like, all your hospitality when you came out here. Like, you showed us a really, really, really good time and just, like – I'm glad you had fun. No, it was amazing, (laughs) and I don't know how my North Carolina experience would have been, like, you know, if we didn't have, like, you to help us out and shit, so. I'm sure you
1: could have found somebody, but I'm glad (laughs) I was able to be the ambassador. Yeah, man, like, I want to thank you and, like,
0: thank you for coming on the show. Of course, bro. Giving mm-hmm. us this opportunity and shit, bro. Of course, Yeah, dude. Thank you.
2: Honestly, it was a fucking sick ass yeah. day. Yeah. I'm yeah, glad you guys this day has, enjoyed it. This day no, it was has, a very rowdy yeah. day. This and day has felt like it lasted a month, bro.
0: Yeah. People <laughs> will see like on the on the. No, it feels like it's been. La- I mean, that's it's partly crazy. because I've been up for 400 hours and I'm about. to You be get up no rest, you know, yeah, yeah, and, you slept and then slept
2: like three hours in the fucking like upside down in a
0: car. Yeah, that was crazy. And like this pollen was destroying my eyes. But yo, man, <laughs> thank you so much, bro. Of
2: course, bro. Yo, Thank you so much. Peace, bro.
0: Near.